Welcome to Mission Sunlight Chat from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. We are live in Kansas City, Missouri at the ASI International Convention. Not only are we live, we are in the exhibit hall where exhibitors are passing by. They're looking at booths. Uh, folks are just visiting with one another. They're connecting over ministry. They're networking ideas. And this is really an exciting place to have spent this last week and to be spending this weekend as the Sabbath has begun here in Kansas City. We're, as I said, at ASI in the exhibit hall. Joining me here for a special interview is my friend, Steve Dickman, president of OCI and a few other entities we won't talk about at the moment. Steve is a busy man. Steve, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Yeah, Christopher, appreciate the opportunity to be here. Uh, it is an exciting time at ASI. You know, this year we had more booths here than uh, ever before. More people want to talk about ministry. More people want to see what others are doing in ministry. Registrations are up for the convention this weekend, and God is blessing what's happening here. Well, thank you for joining us. We're going to talk about... Uh the ASI experience and particularly about the OCI ministry. For those of you that don't know, my name is Christopher Beeson, your host for Mission Sunlight Chat. Our director of production and engineering today is Jordan Wagner. Mission Sunlight Chat is a nonprofit Christian media organization. So if you'd like to know more, you can visit missionsunlight.org. You can certainly give there. You can share a prayer request. We would be glad to hear from you. You can email to us. And I just want to encourage you, if you're watching Mission Sunlight Chat on YouTube or you're watching this special replay of a live broadcast when it airs later on the podcast channels, um, you are invited to share the uh, program with others. Right now, uh, most are watching this live, but when it rebroadcasts later, um, I want to encourage you to share the experience of Mission Sunlight Chat with others. And so we ask you to just uh, do that through whatever your social media channels or texting or whatever works for you. Share Mission Sunlight Chat today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to take a moment to pray together. And then, Steve, we want to talk about OCI. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we're thankful for this opportunity to be live here on our Mission Sunlight YouTube channel. Please let those who are watching to be blessed. Uh, please... Uh, bless Steve and I as we talk about the ministry of OCI as well as ASI and the various ministries around. Thank you for this special Sabbath time that we can come together in worship and in prayer and in praise to you and as we give testimony of what you have done. We give you honor and glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Network 7 Media Center is a member of OCI. Full disclosure, we of course are members of ASI and we're pleased to have the opportunity to network with so many ministries. Hundreds within the ASI community, hundreds within the OCI community. And OCI is a, uh, a member also of ASI. Yes. What does OCI stand for, Steve? OCI stands for Outpost Centers International. Outpost Centers International is a collection of ministries, as you've stated. At this point, we have about 280 member ministries scattered across about 75 countries. And so it has a pretty global reach. It's under one umbrella, so we have a field vice president assigned to each world church division of the world. And so we are attempting to establish in every country of the world a network of lay people who are working together to advance 
the spread of the gospel. You know, we as Seventh-day Adventists have a special mission. When I say that, a special message for this time of world's history. Mm -hmm. It's called the Three Angels Messages. And it's the mission of the Seventh-day Adventist Church to take this special message for these days in Earth's history to the entire world. Amen. Mark speaks of it as to take it to every creature. You know, I was kind of impressed with that. In, uh, in Revelation, it says to every nation, kindred, tongue, tribe, and people. But in the book of Mark, it uses the word creature, which is, is, is even a little more interesting. So that means that everyone needs to hear the good news of salvation. I didn't know that about Mark, but he is one of my favorite gospel yeah. writer. He is my favorite gospel yeah. writer. To every oh, creature. Every creature. Yeah, so we have this task. 235 countries scattered across this planet now, mm -hmm. depending on who you listen to and what day you get the news, the number may go up or down by one or two. For sure more than 200. But more than 200. And so, you know, that's a significant challenge, but that's not the only challenge. Think about this. Within those countries, there are people groups. So we may have reached in with the gospel into a specific country and penetrated certain people groups within that country. But there may be other people groups within that country that are left untouched. Mm -hmm. There's a project, uh, it's, it, it's not an Adventist website, but it's called the Joshua Project. And they estimate that our planet, if you take and segment by people group, you get about 16,000 people groups. Wow. That's now a that's lot of a, diversity. That's a lot of diversity. You know, you think of the planet as diverse, but 16,000. Yeah. Language. They could be a people group by a different language. They could be a people group by a different culture or culture and language combined or maybe even geographic isolation. Mm -hmm. So when you begin to think of that number... And you ask yourself the question, how many of those people groups remain to be reached with the three angels' messages and the everlasting gospel? We as a Seventh-day Adventist church have a presence in less than 1,000 of those 16,000 people groups. We have work to do. So that's in a whole new horizon. <laughs> and we have work to do. So we praise God for the fact that at OCI, we celebrate the fact that we have 280 ministries scattered in 75 countries. Mm -hmm. But what we need to do is multiply that number, not just add to that number. We need to multiply that number. If you look at the church in general, and most churches in general, the majority of the church is not the pastors. We depend on them to do a lot of the work. But the reality is this. 99.9% .9 of the church is lay people. So Amen. the real power in the church is the people in the pew. That's right. But sometimes the people in the pew think their job is in the pew. <laughs> and their job is to say amen when the, when the preacher preaches. You know, somebody said to me earlier today, it's the work of the ordinary people to do the extraordinary work. Okay. Yeah, and, and so the ordinary people sitting in the pew, in my mind, that's, that's who OCI wants to talk to. Okay. We want to inspire them that they can do something for God, that God's work is not isolated to the work of the preacher. 
Amen. God's work is not confined to what comes from the pulpit. God's work is for all of us to engage in and helping to reach the world. So we want to inspire them. Steve, I want to welcome our audience again who are joining us live. We are at ASI in Kansas City, Missouri. This is a special live, our first live episode of Mission Sunlight Chat. We are grateful to have you watching. And whether you're watching this live or watching it in uh, uh, reruns, if you will, we are thankful to have you along. My guest, Steve Dickman, president of OCI. Some of you may recognize Steve from his work as uh, president of Rural Life Foundation, which is Harbert Hills Academy, and uh, the facilities, I'll say, uh, associated with Harbert Hills. There's a nursing home and other facilities. Uh, you've got a radio station there running yeah. full power, I right. think, and uh, a, a television, television station. station, a bakery, a farm. Yeah. A few things it's going on. It's a busy on. place, and, and, <laughs> and, and that's just your side job. Yeah. You are the uh, recent past president of ASI, which of course is this organization that we are participating in this weekend, and maybe a few other things. But our focus this evening is OCI, Outpost Centers International. International. Mm-hmm. So, give us some highlights from one of the ministries of OCI. As particularly, I, I should say, I led you with some place you visited recently. Yeah, well, let, let's begin by looking at the scope of ministries within the organization, just okay. for a second first. We have many health-related ministries that are scattered across the planet. So in our family of ministries, we have a significant number of what we call lifestyle kind of programs. Mm-hmm. We have a significant number of restaurants and food, health food kind of uh, entities, organizations. And we have a significant number of education or school kind of industries, uh, ministries that are reaching out to young people or not so young people, educating them to be a part of helping to spread the gospel. So we have orphanages and ministries related to taking care of the less than the least of these in some cases. Mm -hmm. Young people who live in countries where in some cases their parents have been victims of war, Mm -hmm. famine, or other problems. And these ministries reach out to those young people. So we have the orphanages, the health-related ministries, the Uh, restaurants and that kind of ministry. We have aviation ministries. We have um, media ministries. ministries. We have um, other kinds of ministries as well. So it's a a pretty diverse group of ministries that exist under the OCI umbrella. Mm -hmm. Now, my job as president is a couple of things. One, it's to raise awareness of this organization and to fulfill the strategy of organizing and getting more members. So part of my work is to travel, visit ministries, and engage with them and see if we can be a help to them as part of connecting them with mission and best practice training and being a part of the church. Mm -hmm. So I have a significant amount of travel in my life and spend quite a bit of time away from home. 
Now, that's not an ideal thing, but I do enjoy getting to visit the ministries. I found myself in Central Asia recently at our only lifestyle center in Central Asia. Now, for those of you who don't know where Central Asia is, let me help you just a little bit. I want you to think about the countries that end in the word stand. So there's a quiz for you, Christopher. Give me, a, uh, give me a country that ends in the word stand. I think I can give you a few. All right, let's do it. Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, Kyrgyzstan, Pakistan, um, Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, Afghanistan. Yeah. Okay? All of those countries are in Central Asia. Now, for purposes of the organization of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, all of those countries except Pakistan are in what we call the Southern Union Mission of the Euro-Asia Division. Right. So the six countries that are in that region represent about 115 million people. It's about one-third the population of the United States of America. Wow. Approximately. And one ministry there. Mm. One. They've got some work to do. Now, their hands are our Seventh-day Adventist Church has less than 4,000 members scattered across those 115 million people. And that's the number that is on the record books, which in reality is not the number that is really active in the church. I want to back up and make sure I understood something you said a moment ago. You said this is a health ministry, right? Yes. So, correct me if I'm wrong, I know you will. Um, Aren't most of those countries Muslim countries? Most of them are a high concentration of Muslim population. Okay, And, and, and like Adventists, Muslims are mindful of some of the health principles that yes, we they follow are. as well. Yeah. So is it more work or less work there? It's more work there because of the nature of the problem. Okay. When I say the nature of the problem, the immensity of the problem. So instead of one health center there, we should have at least one in each country. Yeah. But we don't. We have one in one country. Wow. Okay. So. With those challenges in mind, I am visiting our One Health Center in Central Asia. And we are taking time with this ministry to encourage them in their work and to help them with some training. We also were able to invite our ministry leaders from a different part of the Euro-Asia division to come to that country and that different part would not be wise for me to go to right now. See, <laughs> They might not even allow me in at this point because of some of the tensions that exist politically in our world today. Yes. So we invited our ministries to come out and we prayed with them there. We encouraged them there. And uh, it was a blessing to be able to, uh, to meet with our ministries and uh, that are under a lot of stress right now. Mm -hmm. And to be able to pray with them and to encourage them and to help them refocus, even under challenging times, to refocus on mission. So 
that was a real blessing to me, one yes. of my recent opportunities to be there in that part of the world. And, and uh, some of the countries in this list that we've talked about are more difficult than others. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity to go into one of those very challenging countries okay. and to spend some time there imagining what God would want to do. You know, when we see a population that is in a system of government where things are very restricted mm -hmm. and getting the gospel there is very challenging, it does not excuse us. We can't just leave them alone because the Great Commission gives us this command to every creature, to every nation, kindred, tongue, tribe, and people. So just because it's difficult doesn't excuse us from trying to do something there. So we're praying that God would open some doors there and do something there to, to provide an avenue where we could begin to do some kind of ministry there. Now, this ministry might not look like what you think is a normal ministry. I mean, we could be talking about maybe a different model than we think of. This might look more like a business, more like a business where there are people who are engaging in transactions of business with the idea in mind that there are people who will come and ask questions and will have an interest because you know God's at work in those countries? Amen. I was able to meet a young man there who had come from one of the other countries to the health center to be trained. His name was Batuk, and Bakat. His name was Bakat, and he told me his story about his conversion. He was an, in the, of the Islamic or Muslim faith, and God showed up to him in a vision and said, you are my man. Now, wow. following that advice eventually led him to become a Christian and a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. Amen. And you know, his name means happy. And he was always smiling. And, and it was such a joy to hear his testimony and to know that God was ahead of us working. Amen. It wasn't something we did. This was what God did. God showed up in his life and invited him in personally to a relationship with him. That's amazing. Amen. So God is at work ahead of us but he needs our cooperation as well. And so I was talking to Beckett and I said, what are you gonna do? You're graduating from this program, this training you've had here in just a few uh, days because they had the graduation service while I was there. And I um, said, you're graduating, what are you going to do now? Are you gonna stay here at the ministry and try to help them some and get some more exposure to what they're doing? He says, no, I'm not staying here. He says, I'm going home to my people wow. because Jesus has called me to go and minister to them. Mission starts at home. Yeah, mission starts at home. And so this helped me to see that one of the things we need to do as an organization is to establish training centers in these regions, inside these regions. Yeah. Because it's not hard for him to travel from his home country to this nearby country and get training. Mm -hmm. But it's very difficult if we try to take him out of that region right. and get him back in. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. So, Steve, these are difficult areas that you're mentioning to work in. Um, are there, <laughs> I hate to ask it this way, but is there anything easier? I mean, this is pretty tough stuff you're talking about. Well, yeah, they're easier things. So let me tell you, I was traveling in the country of Tanzania. Okay. And now, now, see, Tanzania still sounds a little bit difficult yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it could be in times. Uh, you're easing off. Okay. I, I, I'm backing up from the really <laughs> difficult into... Hey, before you tell about Tanzania, I just want to tell our, our viewers that are tuning in live, we are uh, Mission Sunlight Chat joining you here from ASI in Kansas City, Missouri. We are live tonight with Steve Dickman from OCI. We're thankful that you're uh, joining us. And um, you can learn more about Mission Sunlight Chat by just visiting us online, missionsunlight.org. That's mission, S-O-N, light.org, missionsunlight.org. We'd like to hear from you. Um, certainly give you an opportunity there to give. You're welcome to text our uh, links, our uh, post to a friend. This podcast will be uploaded a little bit later, and you'll be able to share that from there also. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, that'll be going up on Mission Sunlight Chat podcast also. Um, Steve Dickman from OCI is our guest, Outpost Centers International, and you were just about to say something about uh, work of a ministry in Tanzania, so go ahead. So in Tanzania, we have a number of different ministries. I was privileged to visit two on this trip. And I want to tell you about the second one first. Mm -hmm. It's a small orphanage located out on the coast, just south of Dar es Salaam. Okay. It's called Land of Blessing. I'm going to give it to you in the English format. Okay. Um, Dunya Yaheri in the local language, but Land of Blessing. And as I came onto their campus and I began to see these young people, and young people is maybe not the right word. They take infants and anyone from age zero up to probably age maybe 12 or 15. I'm not sure the upper age, but I saw these children being ministered to in this orphanage and to me it was such a blessing a land of blessing was living up to its name amen it was a blessing to me to see what they were doing there wow the tender care they gave to these young people the clean neat facility they were in and how that god was using these people for some of the least of these. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you two stories from this orphanage. Okay. First of all, was the story of the day when their neighbor decided that it was time to burn the slash on his property. Okay. You know, they, in, in that region of the world, their farming techniques are once you've harvested the crop, you slash it down and then you pile it up and you burn it. Okay. To clear the way for the next crop. Right. Okay. He was burning his slash. They had protected their buildings by cutting around them and leaving a zone. However, some sparks that from this burning got over on their property and got into the roof 
of their school building and burned the entire roof off of their building. Wow. Their school had to be immediately shut down Mm -hmm. and relocated. Mm. So they're dealing with a situation where they're trying to help these young people. They've got a school going for them. They're doing education for them, but now their building has burned. How in the world did they go forward? Well, by God's grace, they have relocated the classes, rearranged things while they're uh, raising the funds they need to rebuild. Okay. My purpose of being there was to highlight this problem and to help them raise awareness of the problem. It's going to cost about 80000 or so to rebuild this building and put it all back together. Mm-hmm. And in the U.S. standards and most of the world standards, that's not much uh, to build a, a school building. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, those kinds of buildings are pretty expensive. Right. And so we were raising some awareness. And so if anyone's watching today and they want to find out more about <laughs> that, they can go and do something and find the Dunya Yaheri uh, ministry on the OCI, outpostcenters.org website, and can donate something to it. That'd be a blessing. Outpostcenters.org. That's right. Outpostcenters.org. And, you know, or you can discover that ministry there and you can contribute to the rebuilding of that building. However, I want to tell you another story, the impact of what they're doing there. It was a number of years ago, in fact it was about seven years ago, that the social services came to their orphanage with this little baby. And they said, we found this baby abandoned on the beach. They said, like, what? says, yeah, we found this baby abandoned on the beach. Would you be willing to take this baby? Wow. And so the orphanage says, of course, we're going to help. And so they took this baby, probably maybe three, four months old at that point, that had been abandoned on the beach. And they began, they, 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 they got a name for her and they began to care for her, and she became a part of the family there at the orphanage. Okay. Seven years later. All right. The police showed up, and they said, we're looking for this child. Okay. The mother has showed up. Mm. She said, like, really? How did this happen? Well, it turns out, that the baby had been stolen from the mother. Really? The baby had been kidnapped from the mother and left abandoned on a beach. Now, how that happens, I don't know. But that's the story. So we have a little girl who's been at a faith-based ministry and learned something of God. Yeah. So she's been exposed to this, but now... Her mother is thinking, maybe I want this girl back. She's Mm -hmm. my daughter. I've been weeping for her for seven years. Mm -hmm. Well, how did they discover this? The way they discovered, very interesting, that that there was another baby kidnapping kind of thing. And in that case, they were able to find out who did it. And they were able to discover that this was not the first one. Right. And so they came to the orphanage saying, We don't know for sure, but the mother may want this child back. But the orphanage was saying, you know, we're going to be very careful here. This child is happy here. 
this child is adjusted here, and we need to do this slowly. And so they told the social services people, we're going to invite the mother to come here, and we're going to have her as our guest, and we're going to allow them to reconnect and see what happens. And so they went the extra mile. They didn't just say, okay, we understand, here she is, take her to her mother. They said, no, let's have the mother come here. Let's put them in a safe environment where they can see it, you know, if they can reconnect and if God is leading in this thing. And let's pray over this situation and let's find out what God's will. Maybe it would be good for the mother even to move here and become a part of what we're doing as we minister to children. Okay. So, you know, those are complicated things that happen in ministry as we as we see our ministries on the front lines. Now, you, you can't leave us hanging. That's not the rest of the story, is it? Well, we don't know what happened from there because when I was there, this was happening. Okay, you've got to bring us an update. Okay, well, when I find the update, I will bring it to you. <laughs> that would be great. Our, our listeners listening live want to know okay, <laughs> the rest I, of the, the story. The rest of the story at this point is still in God's hands, okay, yeah. and we don't know. But they have about 35 children there at the Land of Blessing. They're ministering to them. They're caring for them. They're teaching them about God. They're engaging with them. They're learning the gospel there. And it's a powerful ministry, and it's one of our ministries in Tanzania. So these are just a few of the OCI ministry examples. You have some in Western countries. You have some in developing nations. And how many ministries altogether with OCI? About 280 ministries at this point. Okay. And OCI this year, and one of the reasons we ask you to be uh, our guest live tonight is you're celebrating 40 years of yeah. ministry. OCI was established in 1983. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have a good catchphrase. What's, what's the mission of OCI? The mission of the, let me share that, the vision of OCI. Okay is to have uh, to establish a thriving network of lay ministries in every country of the world okay so that's the vision that's what we are all about is establishing a thriving network of lay ministries in every country of the world okay. steve i want to give you a chance to just give us a last word about oci and share a word of encouragement with our listeners and viewers um, as we share this podcast, not only on uh, the podcast platform, but also on Facebook and YouTube. Some will be watching. So I'll let you just share a last word and uh, anything uh, that you'd like to say as a word of encouragement. You know, what I want to say is if you're watching this podcast, if you're listening to this, I believe God is going to do something. He's going to use this because we want to inspire every person to do something in ministry to help get the gospel to the world. And I believe he will use every single person. The Bible is clear that God has called all of us. Amen. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse one, he, God says, you are mine. I have called you by your name and you are mine. God does not discriminate. All of us are his children if Amen. we choose to be and he wants us to engage in mission because it's part of our salvation process so friends I would just say to you pray read 
the scriptures and allow God to speak to you about what he wants you to do. I want to tell you something else. You're never too old and you're never too young. I met someone last night, 83 years old. And she said this to me. She was actually responding to an admission appeal to give a year, at least a year of her life in mission. I said, how old are you anyway? She said, I'm 83. I said, praise God. She says, I want to be used up for God. Amen. So friends, it doesn't matter your age. I want you to, to be used up for God. And I believe God will bless us as we work together. And uh, if you want to get engaged in ministry and you're not sure what to do, you can go to our website, outpostcenters.org. You can send a message there. You can contact us. We'll help you do something to get started because we believe that God is going to use you to do something amazing for him. Steve, we had one of our uh, other ministry friends on last night, and they said they're, they're preparing for retirement from the ministry they work with. And they said, you know, the word retirement is nowhere in the Bible. So even though we're going to be moving forward from where we're working, we're going to continue to seek God's will for work that he can put in our hands to do just in a different way and a different intensity. Right. So I anticipate there will come a time when I will want to change the intensity of my work. (laughs) (laughs) And I anticipate that at that time, God will put something else in my path maybe a little less intense than what I'm doing now and allow me to continue to serve him as long as I live. Amen. When I have breath, I should be serving God. I have a different testimony. I say I retired when I was 34, but that's another story (laughs) for another time. I'm doing what I love and I love what I do, serving God in this media ministry and a variety of other opportunities and capacities. Steve Dickman, thank you so much for sharing this uh, 40th anniversary of OCI broadcast with us, our uh, first live Mission Sunlight Chat. Thank you for joining us live and watching as uh, we've been sharing with you the ministry of OCI. I want to encourage you to please subscribe both on YouTube here or if you're watching this later on Facebook or on our podcast channels, uh, be sure to share it with a friend. We want you to be able to hear more encouragement and more of these stories uh, in the future. And uh, so subscribe, click like, Whatever you need to do, follow the, the, the podcast and also share it with others so that they can enjoy it as well. This is today's program for the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. I'm Christopher Beeson, your host and today's engineer. Our director of production, Jordan Wagner. We thank you for joining us. We thank you for sharing our show with your friends via text, email, and on your social media platforms. Also, thank you for your gifts and your prayers. Visit us at Mission Sunlight. That's S-O-N, light, missionsunlight.org. And we especially want to thank you for your prayers. That's all today as we are here live at ASI in Kansas City, Missouri. And we'll see you next time. This is Mission Sunlight Chat.